fucking monsters. <laughs> Are we, are we good? Yep. Mics are hot. Mics are hot. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, of course, we're going under the hood and covering your headlines. We are going back to our pick of the month. And finally, movers and shakers, sort of covering the first to market. But before we start, um, if you want to try some of the best coffee you'll ever try, uh, support the show. Or uh, what would be the third option? You need to wake up every morning. Try Cafe Carrera. Uh, we promise you it'll be the best. Also, um, if you order now, use code Big Willow for ten percent off your entire order. No matter how much you order, whether one bag, a hundred bags, whatever you want, uh, use the code below up wherever we decide to put it. Uh, but anyway. Let's get into the show. Uh, first, starting with some headlines. Randy, are you ready? Yes, I am. So I have a link out to basically what it looks like an actual Hummer EV owner. Okay. With the Hummer on his driveway. The EV Hummer. Yes, the EV Hummer. Okay. So my thoughts immediately, and it looks like it's in my old, like, it's in the state of Michigan It's from what I can tell. He has one of the first editions or whatever, right? Okay. Um, it's linked out in our card. Uh, it's a LinkedIn post? Yes, it is, because he proudly posted his LinkedIn on his LinkedIn that he got his EV Hummer. That's so douchey. I know it is very <laughs> douchey, and he's like a, you know, he's a C-suite ex- executive, so yeah. that, that adds to the douchiness without question. Yeah, yeah. But my ultimate point of this post is... We now see an owner of a Hummer EV okay. with the vehicle on the driveway. Yes. And a Cybertruck was announced before this. Okay. B- before this product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? Just how douchey it is? Just Tesla. Oh, yes. Tesla's yeah. like yeah. ultimate failure, man. Mm, this is a big... I'm a proponent kind of of Tesla, even though I don't own one. But yeah. this is a pretty huge thing from, from my consumer perspective. It's it's big because sort of going on like the first mover advantage thing, right? Yes. Like way to burn an advantage. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, and this is kind of why I've slowly soured on Tesla. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a big proponent of Tesla also. I think mm-hmm. everyone was at one yes. point, you know? Sure. And they're innovating and creating all these new ideas and stuff. But it goes back to, I think we talked about it last week. They've used the software model to build cars. Yes. And it's really bit them in the ass. Mm, You know, like delay after delay. I don't even know. I know the Cybertruck's been delayed at least twice. Do you know when it's supposed to come out? I don't know when, but it was announced before COVID, right? I don't remember. I think so. And COVID is a valid reason for delaying it. Yeah. But. But. I mean, that, GM hasn't had that issue. Correct. Right? Exactly. They didn't exactly. have delays. Although, I mean, it's only like one of 200 units that they've sold so far. But that's the expectation they set, right? That that there would be a small quantity sold right. initially. Yeah, yeah. And to see somebody who owns it or was in the line and actually has it. Yeah. 
that was impactful to me as a consumer. Oh, personally. for sure. I mean, even though I would never get one. Yes. That doesn't look too bad. Agreed. You know, looking at it now, it kind of looks like a Cybertruck. Yeah. You, uh, you know, you, it doesn't have the the like eight bit shape uh-huh. that the Cybertruck has, uh-huh. but it is like it has the the open rear like a truck. Oh right? yes, it right. isn't like the traditional Hummer, which yes. is more SUV. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, I think um, I think it's too late for Tesla to now retake the advantage of that first mover thing. You yes. Know? The only yes. people left on the Cybertruck at this point are like the real diehard Elon fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, who else? Can See, although they did win like the luxury car brand of the year again this year. W- uh, which one? Tesla? Tesla. Or? Okay. Okay. Which I don't really understand. Who gave them that? Sorry. That's which... the thing I need to look into. Oh, okay. I okay. just saw that they beat out BMW. Oh, okay, um, okay. But I didn't really look into the details as to who actually gave that award. And I, I actually bookmarked it to investigate that. Like, who who did they pay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you basically, know, like right. Because y- we've known they've had, you know, like uh, manufacturing issues. Mm-hmm. And there's been a ton of stuff that's come out with them. So uh, what defines that? But I, yes. I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, in terms of the Cybertruck, they're, they're starting over. At this point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's not they don't the advantage, the the waves they made when they did the initial announcement. Yes. I mean, all I remember now is them breaking the window. <laughs> 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 you know, that's all I remember. So bigger IG flex Hummer EV or Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, hmm. That's regardless, a good, that's a good question. Regardless of the fact that this one's out first before the Cybertruck, I think it's gonna be the Cybertruck. Yeah, that yep. and it's sort of I. It hurt me to say that because it contradicts all of what you just all said. of what I just said. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's but got the, an aura. What you can't, yeah, what you can't deny on the Cybertruck is that it's different. Yes, and different does well on Instagram. Yes, even if it's for hate. Right. Like That's true. Different does well in whatever way you mm-hmm. want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Cybertruck is weird enough to where it'll it'll be a bigger flex. But I do think that it'll have a much quicker ramp down than what than maybe the Hummer. OK. Right. The okay. Hummer's not going to okay. have as big of a high. Yes. But it's going to have a more consistent or a longer term, a longer term like, love for it or passion okay. for it. Whereas okay. a Cybertruck, it's an appliance. It's a novelty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I think. OK. But initially, like on release, like the first person to have. I mean, just to put it this way, the first person to have a Cybertruck is going to flex on Instagram and yes. not on fucking LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> put it that way (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny yeah that is so funny because it's an older c-suite executive that's flexing on instagram yeah he probably from the middle of michigan yeah yes he's from michigan he's no shit about uh, social media thus he had to flex somewhere and it was linkedin and i think also the the sort of the the exotic or difference or just newness of the Cybertruck makes it seem more expensive. 
Whereas the Hummer is a very expensive car mm-hmm. that doesn't really look that expensive. Yes, that's you know? true. That's an interesting to point. A, to a mainstream normal person that doesn't know anything about cars, mm-hmm. they can look at that Cybertruck and be like, wow, like who's driving the Mars Rover out here? Yes, you yes, know? that's Whereas true. Whereas they see the Hummer, it's like, oh, they brought back the Hummer. Mm-hmm. You know, That must be a ton of gas right now. They won't even assume it's an EV right, 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 right. Well, until they get close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I guess the Cybertruck is the bigger flex, but how big is the community, the flex community? Um, well, it's clearly not a, a applicable to, um, baby boomers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, definitely not. The flex, they, yeah. they, they're real world flex. They, they flex in the real, in real life. Yeah. Oh, millennials oh, oh, flex sure. on Instagram. I mean, I don't know. LinkedIn is a whole other thing, man. It is. I, it's I, I don't weird. even want to get into it. Link, yes. LinkedIn is a whole other circle jerk. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a achievement flex. Yeah. Right. But it's not like not even real achievements, you know? It's like someone Many puts times, like some like Yes. Some like, oh I got a new job. Oh yeah, here. Yeah. I was like Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's I mean it, you know, obviously <coughs> you want to congratulate everybody for getting new jobs or whatever. Sure. But it just just how like the money flex is overdone on Instagram. Yes. The, the job, job situation flex achievement resume flex. Is getting tiresome on LinkedIn. Agreed. Yeah. yeah well, you've lived or in maybe LinkedIn I have for a, a while. Shit resume. I don't know. <laughs> no, you've been living in LinkedIn for oh, a while. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. yeah I, I hate it. Yes. Yeah, I hate it. Next uh, headline. Next headline. So, uh, Ford spent two years uh, chasing a Mustang that they couldn't get. Okay. Right, and that wasn't supposed to be sold. Mm-hmm. So, um, the first Ford Mustang ever built was accidentally sold in Canada. Did you know this? I did not know this. So Ford wanted every single dealership in North America uh, to have a Mustang on display prior to them announcing uh, the Mustang's release. This is in 1964, mm-hmm. right? So they sent cars out ahead of time. But because they didn't have a full production of cars, they they sent out pre-production vehicles. Okay. The weird thing is that that at this time pre-production vehicles still got bins. Wow. Even though they were pre-production vehicles. Okay. Right? So, uh they sent the first Mustang VIN number 5F08F100001 mm. to Newfoundland in Canada. Okay. And this gentleman by the name of Harry Phillips uh decided that he was going to sell it. Right. So a pilot, uh, an airline pilot named Mm -hmm. uh, Captain Stanley Tucker came onto the lot and saw the Mustang and said out loud, said, I need to have this. Mm -hmm. And Harry Phillips was the salesman that was within earshot of him saying this. Right on. So he's like, "Okay, I'll sell you the car. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll sell you the car. Mm -hmm. So he sold him the car on the condition that and this was a couple days before the actual release, okay, right? Because this was on the lot prior to that. But with the condition that he would leave the car for a couple weeks as a display, he could buy the car. So he bought the car. They sold it to him. They made the deal. Everything was cool until a few months later, when Ford reached out to the dealership and said, "Hey guys, we need the car back." <laughs> yeah, And the dealership was like, "Well, we don't have it. We sold it. Uh-huh. You know, what are you gonna do? We we sold the car. You got to take it up with the owner." So they start calling the owner 
and they call him. They get in touch with him. He doesn't want to budge. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to give it up. I mean, why would you want to give it up? You yeah. know, it's the first Mustang ever made, and he knows it. Ah, right. Okay. He knows it, right? Okay. And so he's like, we want the car back. After a two-year period, Ford was re- ready to sell the millionth Mustang. Okay. Wow. In two years, dude. That's yeah, crazy, that's, right? that is crazy. So uh, they made a deal with him that they would trade him the millionth Mustang for his mu- pre-production first Mustang. Okay. And he took the deal. Oh, wow. Yeah, he took the deal. Uh, so in, so instead of the 1964, he got a 1966 Mustang traded brand new uh, to enjoy with a million miles. And then Ford donated that first Mustang to the Henry Ford Museum. Ah, okay, okay, so nice. So now you can see it in Detroit. Mm. Um, you can see it in that museum. Um, and it's one of only three pre-production Mustangs known to exist today. Wow. Would you have given it up? Would I have given it up? Yes, because I don't like let's say it was a Civic Type R. Right. Or whatever that I find valuable personally. Yeah. Um I would just because I have no Yeah, it probably will go up in value. Yeah. And it would be almost selfish of me maybe, but it's like it's it's purely a financial reason for me wanting to hold on to it right. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's special because it's number one, but other than that and the f- dollar value, there's nothing else tying me to that specific car personally. So okay. I would I wouldn't mind ultimately is what I'm saying, taking the millionth car. The millionth car. Yes. Yes. So like say you got the first pre production S two thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would trade it for the millionth. F2000. I would. I think so. I think I yeah. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much do you think? So a um, a pre-production Mustang recently sold in auction. Okay. How much do you think it sold for? So one of those three. 2019. One of those three. One of three. I would. I'm just going to throw a guess. One and a half mil. $175,000. That's it? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I said, too. This was in 2019, so okay, today so it might be 250 Yeah. Or let's say double. And yes. even then, it's not what I would have estimated. I was in the numbers that you thought, too. Wow. I was in the millions for a pre-production one of three Mustang with a backstory. Yes. I would have expected a little more. And that reinforces my argument. It's like yeah. it actually didn't go up that much in value. Yeah, no, not really. I yeah. mean, it probably just that's just inflation right there. <laughs> oh, it feels like it or yeah, seems like from it. From 1964 yes. to 2019. Right, right, right. I don't know how much this car costs new. Mm-hmm. Probably like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few thousand. Yeah, yeah maybe I a think couple cars thousand. were like a couple thousand. It was back a convertible then. white mustang okay yeah so yeah it, and it's funny because uh the captain he sort of got his 15 minutes of fame because of this oh i'm sure was he on tv lawsuits i don't know if he was like on that? tv but there was articles and okay stuff, and, sure you know, the, the millionth car too that and got some attention but the original salesman harry phillips kind of just went dark right i mean he's the he's the first one who sold it Mm -hmm. he's the one that kind of worked in the gray area to sell it yes but he didn't really get a lot of attention and as a result his granddaughter started making like noise about him and him selling the first mustang and so they ford flew him out to like the museum and let him see the car (laughs) they they bought him a plane (laughs) ticket to detroit (laughs) 
from whatever shithole he's yeah, living in. Dude, I don't know where he's in from. Canada. That, that was his reward. I was like, oh man, that's so sad. Oh, but I mean, I think it's cool that what I took away from this when I read the story, I was like, man, two people made history. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like this was on an article I saw. This was in multiple YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about it, and it's like you and I need to figure out. John, we're making history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By talking yeah, about history, we're, we're making yeah, history. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Like we're just repeating these stories to nobody, no yeah. listener. Yes, we're. Uh, I guess we're ca- we're journaling these stories. Correct. For That's other a good way. people to hear them again. Great way to put it. Yeah, but anyway, I thought that was interesting. That uh, is cool. Yeah, That's really that, cool. There's a lot of stories around the Mustang. Um, but it, this one, I was just out. The sh- part that shocked me the most was. That one sold for one hundred seventy-five thousand. Prior to no knowing that, I was like, "Why did he trade the the number one? You know, I should have just kept it." Okay, it's only two okay. years of a difference. Yes, you know? yes. But then after knowing what they cost, now he made the right decision. So you're saying you would have leaned on keeping it and saying I would have leaned on to keeping the, it uh, for, for sure. Like mm. if, if I if I had the first E thirty six M three ever made, E thirty M three ever made pre production. Oh, even, even yeah. Well, that's a different car though too. Yeah, right? even yes. better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. E thirty six is a lower bar what if it was the pre- yeah first pre-production um three series not even m i would i would want to keep it i mm. think yeah it's even okay. more reason to keep it because anything after that is sort of worthless yeah you know yes. just a regular three series exactly not a big deal exactly but anyway let's get into our next headline next headline so this is in your court and speaking of bmw bmw purchased uh their longtime tuning affiliate alpina I had uh, my my tagline for this. I, I I didn't include it. I was gonna include it. Okay. For some reason, I dumped it. My okay. tagline f- for this was, "BMW finally lets Alpina out of the friend zone." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's actually yeah. a really good one. Yeah, because you're right. Yeah, they're they're buying Alpina. So, f- just to clarify for us non BMW um, folks. It is a tuning company in the same vein as like what Mugen or Spoon. Uh, it, it's a um, little different. TRD, well, TRDs. It's a little in-house. different in that it's it's more of it's weird because Alpina is like a they do do motor work, but Alpina is almost like a luxury to the luxury brand. Oh, they don't just okay. do. It's not just engine. It's not speed just engine, and power, speed and power and powertrain mods. Yeah, it's like they do the aesthetics. They tend to look a little different. And different interiors. And like, it leans a uh, luxury in the aesthetics. Leans, yeah, leans more. Luxury. It's not sport. It's not carbon fiber. Yeah, and, no, no. And they do have some versions. Sure, right? but sure. There, it's more. It's a little more niche and unique than that. It's not. A, it's not race focused. Yeah, you could it's almost not say, like. Right? Uh, damn Manhart. Have you heard of Manhart? Is, no. Is that a BMW? So Manhart, I would. Cl- it's a BMW tuner. So it's not Mopar. It's not for- Mopar. <laughs> it's not Mopar, bro. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's uh, not Mopar for it, sure. Yeah, it's it's they're more in line with what like a Spoon or a Mugen would be. Okay, but even more luxurious than that. From what it sounds like, they don't do luxury. Manhart doesn't. No, do I'm sorry, Alpine. Alpine. Uh, yeah, Alpina. Yeah, yeah Alpina. Sorry. Yeah, Alpina. They do. They they essentially dress the whole car, including I the powertrain. See. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And sometimes not the powertrain, but yeah, they do. And then like you'll get you'll get Alpina wheels, right? They'll have their own exclusive wheels, got their it. own interiors, got it. You know that type of thing. Okay. Um. So they've always had contracts with BMW in terms of the partnership, mm-hmm. but have never really been 
you know, BMW has kept them in at arm's length almost. I see. You know, I never, see. you know, although people do sometimes think Alpina is just a BMW model. Right. Yeah, because they have the badging on right. the back. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's n- it's it's more like, you know, when you see Dynan, you know, E36 M3s. Yes. Right. Where it's it's although Dynan, I think, became an in-house tuner. For Correct. BMW. Yes. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's separate. It was a separate organization until now. I see. I see. Is this a big deal for BMW heads? I, I, I don't know that it's I don't know that it is a big deal and I don't know that it isn't a big deal. BMW heads out here can appreciate an Alpina. Okay. But I don't I don't They don't like seek it out. You know out what it is? I don't hang around with the echelon of BMW owners that that have that flex. Okay. All my friends are broke. <laughs> <laughs> Shitbox drive owners, yeah, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, we right? old old BMWs uh-huh. are, you know, I mean, some of them got the G80s and F80s, but and that's just a whole other level. You know, these are six-figure cars. I see. You know, I when see. you when you hear Alpina, you think more 7 Series. Okay. Right? Okay. Than anything else. At least a 5 Series, then. Yeah, at least a 5 Series. Yeah. Although they have done, like, E36s. Okay. They have uh, E36 Alpinas. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, you, you tend to think of more higher-end BMW cars. Uh-huh. So, as a result, you know, like, how many people do you know that have 5 Series? Or seven series. I've only known like brand one. new. Oh, brand new. Zero. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Those are the cars that you see going into the big giant gates and open by themselves. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know like that's, yes. that's what yeah. you see. Or they have a code to but, get into. But the, I'm yeah. curious what BMW is going to do with the brand. Right. Like, okay. Are they did they Because now they, they own the, the Alpina name. Right. The Alpina license. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to start badging cars with the Alpina, Alpina name yes. and really just burn it out. Right. Yes, and right. milk it and like then the get away with it. Brand. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Exactly. Right. Are they going to put Alpina on a X3? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some fancy wheels, yes. a new interior. Yeah. And you can't blame them. That's also true. Right? It, it is a flex for, in real yeah. life flex for like, old people. I get people. the M240 thing. Mm-hmm. I get the X4M mm-hmm. thing because the M sells cars. But then for some of us who can, the, the enthusiasts, the purists, right? the so to speak, keeping purists, yes, right? yeah. want yeah. to keep the badge where it should be, which is in motorsport. Right. 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 Is that what the M stands for? <laughs> I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or I don't know. But yes, to your point, I. Yeah, they might they might take advantage of it, and who cares? Yeah. Ultimately, is what we're saying, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. Don't that hate them for I, wanting I to am, get rich off of it. I am gonna follow this story because I want to see what happens. You know, like mm-hmm. is BMW gonna keep the Alpina? You know, warehouses open. You know, are 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 they gonna open a separate division? Yeah, somewhere. I am curious to see what they do with that. But in terms of actually impacting the cars that I purchase. Or if I'm going to end up with one now, nah. Okay. And I'm a BMW guy, so I right. imagine you would even le- even less. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as anything desirable as yeah. a non-BMW enthusiast. Yeah, but we'll see. Yes. We'll see. Anyway, next headline, Ford is an ally, Randy, in our anti-markup campaign. <laughs> I don't know if you they're saw trying. this. They, no, oh, I didn't. They're, they're trying hard. Everybody's trying. So they're yeah. imposing non-negotiable pricing on all EV sales as part of their Model E division. You know how they split? Yes, yes. So now they're going to impose non-negotiable pricing. 
based on customer orders instead of what dealers do is that they base their markups on supply, dealer supply. Yes. So Ford is going to set pricing based on how many orders are actually getting from customers. Uh, As a dealership, you mean? So you're saying if the dealership gets 100 orders? No. Oh, okay. If if Ford gets 100 (laughs) orders, I see. They're going to say this is what the car's going to cost. It's non negotiable. The dealer can't put a markup on it, but the consumer can't get a reduced cost, right? Other than maybe some incentives that Ford might give. Mm -hmm. Um, There actually are tensions currently between Ford dealerships and Ford for doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which has probably cost them, you know, sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ford is sort of kind of innovating in this space a little bit, right? They True. did say before that they were going to start imposing more rules on dealerships. Mm-hmm. We kind of, I kind of thought it was BS. You know, yep. it was sort of soft mm-hmm. handcuffs versus now. These are very, very hard rules. Yes. Do you think the rest of the market will follow or most of the other OEMs are going to stay away from this. Well, for the brand, for the brands, the OEMs, I think they're going to try to follow. If it's successful yeah. and there's legal boundaries that they can operate this within legal boundaries as a as an OEM, yeah. I think they're going to do it um, or across the industry. I think the thing that worries me is that uh, revenue is almost exclusively measured as money lost. Okay. Right. Like whenever you're considering these new uh, systems or new regulations. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's possible that the data comes out and say, oh, yeah, they did. They did make money, Mm -hmm. but they could have made a lot more. Yes. But I I don't I think in this case, Ford stands to make more money and dealerships stand to make less. Absolutely. Because that's yeah, that's the whole big part of it. Yes. So there will be less. Ford dealerships because less dealerships are making money. Yeah. So they'll want to sell Chevy's instead. Right. Th- that could be true if the other brands don't get involved or don't have the same restrictions. So right. Now I'm going to put on my conspiracy theorist. Hat, sure. Right? Let's do it. Right. So. So I I hope mm-hmm. that what Ford is thinking to do here is move away from the dealership model. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because what this is going to do, it is going to drive dealerships to want to move to other brands, brands. Right. And other brands are going to start picking this up, too, because they're now making more money by setting these prices. Mm -hmm. Right. Based on their own demand. Yep. Right. So then eventually dealerships are going to go away and it'll be more beneficial for OEMs to go direct to consumer. Uh, I I. There's no argument behind against what you're saying. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, and like it, it'll take a little while, mm-hmm. but it sort of feels like slow nudging versus a push like dealerships go away because Carvana and CarMax have both proven. Yes. That you don't need dealerships to sell cars. Absolutely correct. I was just thinking that as people or as a generation that is used to shopping online. Yeah. Auto shows are not what they used to be 10 years ago. Oh, no. Right? No, They're yeah. nobody like our generation doesn't feel the need to sit in the car 
and experience it that way. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. already our minds are already trained to consume things by just seeing a picture. Yeah, for sure. Right. Picture and specs. Yes. That's all we really <laughs> need, right? Yes. Which is sort of unfair in a case. It sucks, but yeah. Marketing like psychology has gotten so great now that mm-hmm. you know, it's what's the point of the dealership, you know? Like Yeah. Uh, what what does a dealer or a salesman have mm-hmm. that the Ford marketing team doesn't. Yes, exactly. Other, yeah. Except for interest of um, interest in their own pockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, po- right. Lining their own pockets. Lining their own pockets. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that that whole system, I think, is going to go away. It's going to go away as a result of these initiatives. I wonder how long it'll take. What do you think? Because we were like, you know, the start of this podcast, which is actually at a four year mark this month. Yeah. Um, we were. EV was barely a blip. I was there even a Model Three when we first started. No, there wasn't. I don't think there, there was. wasn't. No, there was no yes, Model Three. Yes, there was no. no Model Three, and here we are four years later. Yeah, and there is a Model Cybertruck almost. Yeah, <laughs> barely. I mean, Ford has a whole EV division now. now. Yeah, and four, yeah, four years ago they did. They not. weren't even in the game. Nope, not I mean, at they all. They were, but it wasn't. It wasn't. We're noisy. talking about Jim Connor one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're right. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about Jim Connor. Yes. Damn. Yes. But yeah, I think uh I still think for this it's going to be longer. Like, yeah, I'm saying 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For EV advancements are going to move fast, but to get rid of dealerships? Yes. I mean, they've got lobbyists and oh, know, there's true. a ton of money Yeah, there. there's politics and money. Yeah, huge politics in yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. I think it'll take a while, but I think this is how you dismantle that system. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. I'm okay with paying a flat fee. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just And just me. to be clear, I'm I'm okay with used car dealerships. Yes. You know, yes. that's you know, that's not who we're taking on here. Yeah. It's the new it's the new cars, you yes. know, like nah, they we don't need them. Or maybe we're just frustrated because right now cars are ridiculous. Yeah, well no, I think I've always felt this way. Okay. Even when I was younger, I didn't understand what the point oh, was. Oh yeah. True. You know? That's true. Like there's a lot of haggling back in the day though. Even like appliances you'd ha- haggle. I mean you can still ha- you still haggle now. Do, can you still at yeah. like st- oh, uh, you, well I, not Home Depots. You can't haggle the price down of a fridge like you could at the Howard's Electrics, which is You could you could haggle at Howard's? I think so, right? That's I think one of those you can places. haggle at Home Depot? No, no, I think you, you can can't. haggle at Home for Depot a, for a appliance. You, I think if you're bold enough, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, we'll you've been paying that. full price for your appliances, man. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> bought one in a long time. Yeah, I think you can haggle, especially on like fridges. Like that's what you're thinking, right? Like yes, a fridge yes. or like a, the big stuff. Yeah, yeah. F- I think you can haggle. Okay, so there's still a haggle. Mentality? At the very least, you can haggle for like the hoses. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're getting yeah, we're getting yeah. sidetracked. Yes. All right. Next headline. Um, our favorite headline: the Acura Integra reservation um opportunity opened up, opened yeah. up this week, and along with it, they finally actually announced the specs for the car. Yeah. The internet is widely disappointed. Yes. Widely disappointed. Um. So I guess initial reactions. You're what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So we had already known that, like, there were rumors pretty confirmed that they were going to get CVT. Yes. But, like, it's it's a Civic SI. Yes. Right? It's a yes. Civic SI with, you know, 
I think the SI Civic SI has the LSD too. So it's yes, just a dressed up and the interior, I don't understand the cream interior. That's just for specific colors. There's an all black one and an all red one too. Right, yeah, I don't know about the all red one either, but did you see it? I did. I, I'm I'm into it. I, I, I'd be down for a red all red interior. Yeah, this really just feels like a money grab. Is that why it, what made you mad about it? Uh, that was the most frustrating part. Or yeah. the use of the Integra name as a money grab is the, kind the of use it, right? Of, uh, I'm not really so bothered about the use of Integra name. I'm I'm more so. I almost feel misled. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there was all this, you know, hoopla about the Integra coming out. They announced it when the NSX announcement was made, right? For the Type S. For the Type S, yes. like this is going to be the final year, but. Check it out, guys. The Integra's coming out. Yeah, yeah, and just the just the tail yeah, light. Yes. And it's like, okay, wait a second. So you guys put a few new body panels on the Civic SI uh-huh. and wanted to tug on all the nostalgia strings that our generation has. Yes. Right? And then and and come and came at us sideways uh-huh. expecting us to be excited about it. <laughs> you know? And then they put Pierre Gasly in a commercial. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you want to be an F1 driver? Uh, right. Drive an Integra. Suck. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I was, I was like, nah. So dude. it was an insult to us car enthusiasts. It really was. Yeah. It really yeah. was. And yeah. then you could, if you look closely at Pierre, dude, you uh-huh. could see. He ain't driving He's, that shit. He ain't happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not happy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I would, I would rather have the Civic Si. Well, here's what they did take away from the Si to give to the um, Integra. What? Adaptive dampeners. So they took out the, like the sport mode change settings. I think is what I read correctly. Right. And they it used to be in the last gen SI. Yeah. And they took it off the next gen SI and put it in the Integra. So here's the thing about that is most. I'm not going to speak for everybody. I probably shouldn't even say this, but most people who are buying Integras and Civics mm-hmm. are going to go with aftermarket suspension. That's. Very true. You know, potentially. So yeah, I don't. It's yeah. not a loss. It's not a gain. Yeah, and usually it's like a soft version of sport mode. So, right? so the Integra is getting the adaptive. Correct. So Correct. that's even an obstacle. Yeah. Now I have to find a defeatist device. Oh, a defeating yeah. device <laughs> to get yeah. rid of this stupid adaptive suspension to get yes. my coilovers in. Right. This is even worse news. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I, dude, I it's just it was it's such a disappointment. It doesn't it didn't have to be a new power plant, but it could have been, you know, no, it should have been a new power plant or, you know, the cars, the car looks like and there was a someone commented on the post and, and they they very succinct, succinctly put it. It looks like all the other LXs, the ALX, BLX, TLX, FLX, ZLX. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like yeah. all of them. You Just know? the mini version. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then they put an A spec. You think a Type S is going to come out? A Type R? It's not a Type R. Type R is definitely not coming out. It's not going to come out. I can't imagine the Type R coming out. The Type S probably will as a I, way. So I think the Type S would come out if the Integra did well. Oh, so kind of like Supra what, with yeah, the manual. Yeah, so I think that's what they're doing. Okay. They're kind of sort of putting feelers out. They didn't they didn't learn from Nissan. Probably I mean this was probably reactionary to Nissan, right? 
Nissan went all out, although it is based on the previous Z mm-hmm. chassis. Yes. They did go all out in redesigning a new car. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. they uh, they went all in mm-hmm. in doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Honda played it safe. Yeah. Or Acura played it safe. Right. You know, kind of redressed a Civic Si, put it out. Now they're like, okay, let's see how good this does. And if it does well, then we'll drop a Type S. To your point, they pushed the nostalgia factor more than Nissan did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they they have the anime. Yeah. Oh, you're right. They reused the font from the old Integra. Yes, they did. They um they had the yellow, Phoenix yellow, a esque yeah. color. Yep. Um what else do they kind of use to try to evoke our heartstrings only but re- not realizing they are actually insulting us? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not down with it. Me and most people aren't too. So do you think that if it was like a 240, 250 horsepower base model that it might have had a little bit better? Oh, it might have had a chance. Yeah, it yes. might have had a chance. At least, you know what? Okay, d- despite what it looks. Uh-huh. At least the performance would be okay. there, right? Okay. But if I have a Civic Si doing the same performance, yeah. When I get that, and the Civic Si has the backing of the Honda Performance Driving Program, right? Right, the HPD program. Yes. We already have seen this car mm-hmm. on the track. Mm-hmm. There's already they've, they've proven that on that side. Acura, they really took the easy easy route on this, in my opinion, right? Yes. I, I don't know. Maybe there are other details coming out. Maybe they have other things on other things under wraps, but. I don't know how they expect to convince people, 500 people, mm-hmm. to take pre-orders mm-hmm. based on what we've seen so far. So I tried the pre-order today. It just it tells you at the end of the trail, it tells you the dealerships in, in your area. So you, you can't re- or maybe I was too late. So it's not a real pre-order. That's what I, I don't get that sense is what I'll say. Uh, it's you still have to call the dealership to get on the it's air quotes more list. Smoke and mirrors. Yes. By which, which really frustrated me even more. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that mad about it. Yeah. But that was like, OK, now you're really thinking we're stupid. Yeah. For, they're really expecting their marketing team to sell this car. Yes. Instead of the engineering team. Right. That's what this is. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the yes. the marketing team is selling it, not the engineering team. Mm-hmm. That is so whack. Very. Yeah. I would so say I'm very. Not really. And at 30k. 30k. 30k base. The A spec is going to be like 35. That's true. You might as well get a Type R. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why? Yes. Dude. Yeah. Are yeah. they are they like expecting the mar- the dealer markups to help them sell cars? Right. Like, really? 35k for this uh, for an A spec? Yeah. The engine's exactly the same. Right. You just get a six speed with LSD and an A badge instead of an H. Yeah. <laughs> and like what what A spec has no pedigree. Yes. You know. Yeah. The right. only reason I know A spec is because of their SUVs. Right. Yeah. With the badge. Yeah. The badge. Yeah, the badge. Yes. You know, yeah. and it's really just been decorations, which <laughs> is exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Just like Alpina. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Exactly. Yes. Now nah, Alpina at least it's did like power legit. Mods. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is. Yeah. I was just like, man, and that's why I told you I threw up the post because I was like, I'm not gonna talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we gotta. Yeah. We, we do. Gotta. We definitely do. I'm glad you went through the the pre order process to find that out. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's how I more knew. Evidence. I knew. How, that's how I knew there was three different colors on the interior. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and the yellow was not an option. That's even more annoying. So really, they're just using it to gauge. They say there's 500, but they're using it to gauge what the demand is. Maybe um, just a lot of, you know, smoke and mirrors, heart uh, plucking at the heartstrings. They, they did say that the CVT is sport tuned. Oh, sport 
tuned CVT, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> anyway, let's get into our next headline. Did uh, how seriously did you and your friends uh, take calling shotgun? Um, not that serious. Really? Not really. Oh, it was big for us. We had a friend uh, that was like our, our fez from the that seventy show. <laughs> We had a, a was he like was fresh he off the boat? Like that? Yeah, oh, he was okay. Filipino, fresh oh, off the so, boat. Okay, okay. So we maybe with him we would fight, or we would like beat him up, kind of to wait to get him to get him out of the front seat if he tried to call shotgun first. Oh, but well, but but that was the only it. time it was ever serious. Oh. Nah, we didn't let him. We played a lot and even got into like modifications to the game where you would call shotgun, but if you were far enough from the car, you could call barrel, which meant that. If someone called called barrel on you, they were challenge you to run <laughs> to the car, and whoever touched the car first got shotgun. Oh wow, that's cool. That sounds yeah, like fun. Yeah. Yes. So we did it a lot. Oh, okay. Did okay. you do you know where the term that that term comes from? The shotgun. Yeah. No, I do not. Do you? So, yeah. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I've never really thought about it. I mean, I did yeah. think about it every once in a while, just kind of like, why, why, why shotgun? Yeah. Why but that word? I never word? really thought about it hard enough to really find out. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that in the wild, wild west, um, stagecoach drivers hi- hired shotgun. What were they called? Shotgun guards. Okay. To sit next to them yes. when they would travel uh, to shoot bandits, highwaymen, and Native Americans. Right. Um, and that's where the term originated. And this was like 1850. Wow. And so this, it, it, it was sort of a occupation mm-hmm. from 1850 until about the 1950s when like Wild West movies started coming out. And there was a movie called Riding Shotgun. That became popular, um, and that's when sort of the idiom kind of stuck. Oh, okay. So that's when people started using it, and it was a 1954 Western movie called Riding uh, Shotgun, yes. and it chronicled the life of a stagecoach driver. Ah, okay. And so since 1954 mm-hmm. is when like the youth started picking that up and calling Shotgun. So what you're actually doing is calling truly shotgun. It's calling truly that you're the gunner. You're going to be the guy. Yeah. The gunner (laughs) that protects the car. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. So that's where this comes from. Very interesting. The origin of shotgun. We're like a history show now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the history channel ain't doing it. Yeah, that's true. They just want to show us Pawn Stars. Yeah. And and Rust Valley cars (laughs) and shit like that. Yes. So we'll talk about it. But anyway, those are your headlines. Yes. Let's get into the pick of the month, Randy. And I'm going to start this off by telling a story. So the first time I went to Guatemala, um, of course, we were going to go visit my grandpa. Mm. And my grandpa lives in a very, very steep mountain. Okay. So we had to walk this. Mm -hmm. And I was 11 years old. Walk it. When we walked up this mountain, to, and it's it was a walk. Eleven dude. years old. Yeah, and it was it was dude. By the time you got up there, you were tired. And at eleven years old, I was playing like I was practicing like soccer five days a week, playing on the weekends. So I was a fit eleven year old, not what I look like now. Mm-hmm. But I was like tired up there, you know, getting up there, and it was like, you know, breaks in the ground, rocks. In, it's like, okay, to me, it made sense. It's like, yeah, there's no way a car, a car could make it up here, uh-huh. so we have to walk. Damn. It doesn't make sense, right? So the next time we went, a few years later, uh, my dad bought a car right, and, and sent it over there to stay over there for whenever we visit. So we went over there. We get in this car, mm-hmm. 
And my dad's like, oh, we got to go to your grandpa's. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we're going to walk? He's like, no, we'll drive there. So I'm like, oh, all right. So we'll probably just drive to the base of the mountain, right? And then walk our way up. Nope. So my dad starts shooting up the fucking mountain in this damn car. Okay. And think think like King of the Hammers. Think, okay. Think off-roading That's like steep? that. Yeah. I mean. King you, of the Hammers? You steep? can't see. And I don't know how my dad could see. And he was like sticking his head out the window. <laughs> No, I, I'm when it's you. that level, that's scary. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. Dude, I was scared to death. Yeah, and I'm like, and and you know, then I'll I'll tell the story as if then, like, you know, I'm scared to death. I'm like, you know, I'm staying quiet. I'm not gonna bitch out to my dad. My yes. dad's gonna yell at me. You know, quit yeah. being a little punk. <laughs> yeah, you know. So so he's going up, and it's like shaking, and we're like scraping on giant rocks, and mm. we make it to the top, dude. Okay. In a, a Zuzu Trooper. Ah, and, yeah. and that thing, I was, I was so my thirteen-year-old mind was blown away. Sorry, what year is that? Just out of uh, curiosity. Two thousand. Okay. Okay. Two. Yeah. Two. Two thousand. Somewhere in the mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that had to have been two thousand exactly. Okay. Yeah, two thousand exactly. And it, I was just like, wow, how the hell did this car do that? Okay. Two, how the hell did my dad do that? Uh-huh. And, you know, like, I had no real, I had no context for what was being accomplished. Now that I'm older and I have a bigger perspective of what cars can do, what people do recu- recreational in terms of rock climbing, mm-hmm. that was what my dad was doing. Yes. My dad would win King of the Hammers in a Zuzu Trooper. Well, what's scary about the Trooper is it's it was in the era of SUVs that would easily roll over. It, dude, it felt yeah. that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was so scary about it, That's man. That's crazy. It felt that that way. was the worst rated um, SUV at the time for tipping. Well, yeah, the 90s one, right? It was. The last gen one before Isuzu left USA. That was the, the most top heavy one that would uh, most susceptible to roll over. So against all odds. Yes. You guys survived King of the Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so wild to me. And I mean, that, and that has stuck with me through the years. OK. And as a result, my pick of the month this week is, is a 1996 Isuzu Trooper. OK. Um, it has 87,000 miles. 87. Yeah. It's a JDM. Okay. Okay. So there's that, but it's a five-speed manual. Nice. A 3.2 liter six-cylinder. It's a four by four. Uh huh. Right. Recaro interior. Damn. Original Recaro interior with heated seats. Okay. With heated seats. <laughs> and you know, it's like uh, one like the love for that car. Obviously, like seeing like the homeland, mm-hmm. and, and mm. you know, my parent, my dad's first like export to Guatemala so he can oh, so he can drive out there. Right. You know, there's there's some love and nostalgia there. Sure. You know? And I know sure. it'd be meaningful to my dad too. So I was like, oh this car is actually pretty cool. You uh-huh. know? But then also we're in this new age where it's kind of hard to go out. COVID's still a thing despite, you know, yes. some people say it isn't, some people say it is. It is still a thing, right? So outdoor activities have gotten big. Mm-hmm. And I think if I were to want to go like camping or you know, I wouldn't do like King of the Hammers or whatever, right? Yes. But like normal off-roading and overlanding, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind having this car. Okay. You know? Yes. I wouldn't mind having a car like this. Yeah. Kind of a classic JDM. Isuzu doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, at least out here in terms of those cars. In passenger vehicles, Passenger yes. vehicles, yes. yeah. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool, you know? And, all, you know, on top of that, 
this car has it just has a ton of history as a result of being in Guatemala. I, I described a story to you. I was off mics of a guy that went out in the middle of the street, was drunk as fuck, and started swinging a machete. Yes. Right? And it was challenging anyone who would give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. And we called him the Zorro. Yeah. You know? And that that day, we were protected by, by our Isuzu <laughs> Trooper. <laughs> yeah. So it was like your shield. It was I'm our t- shield. Yeah. Like yeah, As yeah. we watched this yes. lunatic in the uh, middle of a street, right. just challenging people left mm. and right, and people would take him up on it. Because he was drunk, obviously. Yes, yeah. So there were dudes that were not drunk and sober that knew that he could handle whatever he was swinging at them. Yeah. So yeah. they'd pull out their machetes <laughs> and then start swinging. And this is in 2000. Oh, so they were clanging it like kids. So they were clanging it like kids. But, I mean, the guy would try to lunge at them. But he was just so drunk. Oh, wow. That he wasn't going to make anything meaningful I with see. that machete. Okay. So people would give him a few swings, a few taps, and then run away. And everyone was laughing at him. Uh, right? okay. It kind of diffused the whole situation. Sure. Sure. But there's so many stories like that with this car uh-huh. that I, that I would love to own it. Okay. You know, okay. I would love to What's own it. What's the asking one. price? Oh, damn. I don't know. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> it was $11,500. Where? On Craigslist. Oh, really? Yeah. But, but it's not it's Cal- JDM. It's not California legal. Exactly. I'm going to spend another 5 to 10k making it California legal. Or just tow it to BLM lands. <laughs> <laughs> tow a SUV with an SUV. Yeah, yeah, truck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But, I, yeah. you know, like, my thought was to buy this car mm-hmm. and send it to Guatemala as my car. <laughs> right? I don't have a car over there. Oh, okay. So you know, my parents do. So you know, you're kind of stuck if they need their car? If they need their... Well, no. Nah, there's a few cars. Okay. Okay. But it'd be nice to have like this. I just kind of like... I just <laughs> a kinda reason like, to buy it. <laughs> yeah. A reason to buy it. And I just kind of... It's like... It's just a nostalgia buy. Sure. For me. You know? Yeah. Just to think yeah. of those times. That's not a bad price for yeah, what it, it is. Yeah, it isn't. It's not a... Yeah. If $11,000, mm-hmm. pay whatever taxes to get it into Guatemala. It's not yes. going to be a lot. Yeah. And then I have a dope car with low mileage out there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I, I probably won't try going to my grandpa's now that I know it'll flip. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was dope. So, yeah, the it's a 1996 Isuzu, Tro- Isuzu Trooper is my pick of the month. Got it. Got yeah. It, got it. So I have um, a little bit of a more somber car. Uh-huh. So today, March 11, 2022, a enthusiast passed away from cancer. Oh, really? So what? his car is very famous. In within the tuner scene, and I would argue even outside of the JDM guys, it's you know this car very well. Okay. So a guy by the name of Joel, uh, I forgot the last name. Sorry, off the top of my head, um, JT underscore built on Instagram. Oh really? The, the guy the- that put the SR20 DET into a Jeep, Willie's Jeep. Well, do you have his last name? I well I, I don't uh, somebody mentioned it casually. Uh, I, I was tr- JT look, built JT underscore built JT underscore R I P JT underscore built. Yes. really. Yes. So he it, it was his last day of life today, but nonetheless, oh. the pick of the month is that car. Um, it is a again, it's a Willys Jeep from the fifties or sixties. I was looking t- like top to bottom. For the specs of the car, like yeah. a Super Street article. Now that they're gone and overtaken by Motor Trend, it's like impossible to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is not a lot of information on um, the car specs that I could find right. before this episode. But nonetheless, it is SR20 DET. 
It's a Willie's Jeep. Full custom fab out of his garage out here in California, like in like Azusa area. Right, right. He shows up to car meets like any Filipino like me with flip flops on driving yeah, yeah. his stick shift car. Um, cool dude. I think the most important thing about the car, especially was just um, it plucked at the heartstrings. Big time. I it, mean, it's it sort of it, it, uh, I. It must have felt like almost like a Filipino flag for you. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a point of pride. It was a point of pride being all him doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all his money went into his passion and his cars more than anything. Um, and, you know, he got pretty renowned for this car. Yeah, like he, it was big and it still is big. It is. I still see it come up on my feet. You could argue it's iconic. In the sense that he really brought something from the motherland over here with Amer- he merged the two flavors. Yeah, for sure. He made it a fusion, an Asian well, fusion, while, Filipino while fusion. While maintaining that Filipino soul yes. in the car. Yes. Right. And he gave it some coolness factor yeah. that can be called an American JDM enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, I mean, because the, it's the Filipino ingenuity that led to the Jeepney bus anyway, right? Yes, right, right, so right. So he right. took that ingenuity and put it on steroids. Yes. And then and then yes. gave, gave the Filipino community and the car community mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to oogle at. And, yes, uh, and appreciate. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace to him. The car, who knows what will happen with his cars. He has a... Like an original, like seventies Corolla. I really thought you were gonna tell me they were selling it. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I, well, I don't know that yet. Yeah, I'm sure it could happen. Who knows? Yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one because it's it really is an iconic build. It is. It is. I would argue it is for sure. Right? I believe it is um, at least in Southern California. In Southern California, the engine. Um, I did get an offer to buy a, a 240 this week. Our friend, my friend, I was telling you about. Oh, so yeah? I did look up SR20s this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're about 7k with uh, trans. Oh, they're pricey now. So the value of this car, if you say look at the engine, and I, I don't know what a Willys chassis might be. Let's say 15. I don't know about COVID prices, but 1500, 15,000 is my guess for a really? running will for a running Willys. I don't know anything about Willys. Me, too, me neither. Yeah. But so. that's going to be my guess. Yeah. 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 So I'd say let's just guess 15 for running Willys. Yeah. Yeah. And plus all the uh, modifications he had to make to get it to all work. 30,000 under $30,000 car, you know, I don't know, man, like whoever ends up with that car. Mm hmm. I mean, it would have to be someone like it would have to be like. I think you would have to put that into the hands of like an estate, a state, estate sale manager, right? Yes. Someone who doesn't have yeah. any personal connection mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. him or the family to mm-hmm. be able to get rid of it. Yeah. Because that is almost well to us because we're enthusiasts. It's it's almost like his energy, his soul lives you don't, on. Yeah, you don't want to. It own lives it. on in that yeah. car. Out of respect for the car, Absolutely. you don't want to buy it Absolutely. or rip him off or yeah. anything. Yeah, there's I, so much about that car. Oh man, like if you died, uh huh, I would kill whoever sold your S two thousand. But I, it's like, yeah, I think as a, I think it, it's definitely, I have to recognize that this is a car guy thing, right? Because sure. we understand the attachment. Yes. to machines yes right yes. someone who is not an enthusiast might not understand that attachment and that's why you get like the older ladies who sell their husband's cars <laughs> right yeah. and you get that right. story yeah that, that's true that's true that it's sold for super cheap just because yeah. they, they can't look at it anymore right they, or that they that. see it as a negative reminder mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. 
you know, the passion that someone's invested into that car. Like if I died, I would expect my E36, at least the E36, to like live around for a little while. So you know? Smithsonian Just or put Peterson? It on, put, it, put it the E36 <laughs> as my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like stick it in the ground, nose first. I don't want. I know. I don't know. I don't want to be buried in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. I know. That's the tombstone. Literally, that's the nose first in the ground. No, but it, then it would be like a waste of a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you want it to live on? Like, as yeah. A, as I would an, want it as a to, race car. I almost would want to just be buried and then have the car chill on top ah and like and like and then i give i might do this Uh uh-huh and then i make like 10 set of keys okay and there's only like 10 people in the world that can take that car from that spot and leave it there (laughs) oh okay right and that's that's like my dying wish right (laughs) that's like nft type shit (laughs) 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 i'll make a death nft (laughs) yes i mean yeah by that time well, let's hope by that time, mm-hmm. right? There's technology to where you won't need actually physical keys. Yeah, and I can just put it on there as an NFT, and I'll be a, like, yeah. "All right, you, you, and you, yes, you." And when I die, you guys all get keys to share this car. Right on. And you know, whenever you want to say hi to me, mm-hmm. go do a burnout. Yes. Oh, that'd be nice. dope. Yeah, that's that'd cool. be dope. Very cool be... tribute. Speaking of death, uh huh. I have a question for you. We could we could uh, end on this for this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, would you want you know, you're very religious. Yes. Right. Would you want a traditional uh, I don't, vigil? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Would you want a traditional vigil? Mm-hmm. You would. It's a nine day vigil yes. where they pray a full rosary and some extra prayers after the fact for your soul. Right. To help you get into heaven. Yeah. As that's per the Catholic belief. Yes. Right. That's yeah. right. Yes. And, and you would prefer that. I would expect that. You would expect that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cause I would want like a nine day rave, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure, sure, you know, sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what better way to get sent of to life. heaven? You know, yeah. and I don't know that I'm going to heaven either. Yeah, you know, it's Fair very enough. easy to commit a sin. <laughs> so, very true. So, I mean, I, just what? Like, why wouldn't you want people to party? Man, these vigils are sometimes a drag, man. Um. It depends on maybe how the culture or the group of people doing it perceives it. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be Day of the Dead like for all nine days. I mean, it usually is like food, yeah, food, candles, and prayer. Yes, food, candles, prayer, hanging out. I mean, nobody's like getting crunk and wilding but out. that's what I want, dude. I well, want people then, getting crunk, man. Put it in your will and have, it, a, th- have it that way. I don't know enough people that have my mindset. You oh, know? okay. Okay. You know, like I think most people think like death is like something you should be crying mm-hmm. and sad about. Sure, sure. You know, but if I live a long life, you know, mm-hmm. obviously if it's tragic and it's like next week mm-hmm. in a car accident, knock it's going to be wood. a lot yes. different. Knock, yes. <laughs> knock on wood. But, yeah. you know, if you live a long life, I feel like it should be celebrated. Yeah, for sure. Without so maybe question. on top of the nine day vigil, then mm-hmm. we give you a rave. Yeah, sure. Hang you up by string. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, uh, NSYNC, NSYNC video. Yeah, start dancing around and shit. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, geez. That's and, funny. But like, you can't really control what happens after you die. No, so. you really can't. So, yeah, like, the cars too. live on. You yeah. know, it's really just a momentary ownership, no matter yeah, what you dude. say. Oh, this man. thing can live on beyond us. It will live on beyond us. Yeah, it will. Yeah, barring an no accident in- yeah. that kills it or whatever, turns it into scrap. Even so. yeah, even then, somebody mm-hmm. could restore it. That means that my farts will somehow be in that leather <laughs> when this car for is for someone else <laughs> to enjoy. Yeah. Yes, for somebody else's butt to Damn, feel. Damn, <laughs> dude. What if you had the opportunity to like die in the car? 
Oh, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't want it to be like a racetrack or you Would mean you to be married. Like, OK, oh. like, no, like you live a long life. right? Sure, sure. And, like, you OK. Hear, you hear the story a lot of like old people who know it's their last day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they go to sleep and they don't wake up. Yep. Right. So instead of going to sleep in your bed, mm. you go to sleep in the car. Mm. I realize this is a very morbid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that when I brought up the pick of the month, it's not freaking Halloween right but, now. Uh, but see, this, is, see, this is this is OK. This is just to let you this lets you know that I'm not bullshitting about partying after I die because <laughs> I see it. This is how I see it. Uh-huh, right. Like, uh, you'd want me to what drive it at the track as a you, ghost. I don't know that I would do that, but okay. I would like. I would because, OK, so in my mind and I grew up religious, too. Sure. I, I, I'm not at practicing like you are anymore, mm-hmm. but, you know, you don't lose some of that stuff. Sure. And also science says that energy, you know, math says mm-hmm. energy cannot be destroyed. Right. Right. Interesting it, point. It cannot That's be true. destroyed. So yes. if I knew it was my last day mm-hmm. and if I went to sleep in my bed, I would die. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go sleep in my car. <laughs> You'd want to die in your and car. And die in there with the prospect that my energy stays in the car, ah. right? So then now I'm a ghost that lives in the car. So it's true ghost in the machine. Yes. Deus ex machina. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so then whenever someone takes the car, uh-huh. I get to experience the drive ah. again. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you would want to reincarnate into the engine. Maybe. Uh, or maybe just into the passenger seat. Or the, okay, I don't want to okay. be, be able to see. Oh, okay. <laughs> you Your know? eyes are the headlights. Or, and or that. You Her- become like the Kirby ca- and shit. Like cars, the <laughs> Disney movie cars. Oh, is that how it happens? Uh, no, there's no science behind how talking oh, cars happen. Yeah. And there's a lot of like internet hypothesis on what that situation is. But are you no, serious? There's a yes, whole thing. Yeah, the people just make The internet weird. turns everything yes, into something. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So but anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways. Be careful because I'm going to die in my car. <laughs> but not yet, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Definitely knock on wood. All right. So into our last segment, which is movers and shakers. And this is going to be a new, it's a new segment. And it's going to be a segment where we talk about um, sort of the first movers into, uh, you know, introducing uh, either parts to cars or new systems or just new methods of selling cars, whatever it may be. And for this week, we have the turbocharger. Yes. So take that away, Randy. So the turbocharger was our pick. Um, I think the concept behind this topic also, just to speak to it really quickly, is we oftentimes over look certain features of our car our turn signals our brake lights things like that and yeah. so um wanted to cover something this week the first one um being or this first session of it a first attempt at it we i figured we'd cover something a little bit broader generally well known um but not a lot of history known behind it you yeah know, personally at least so i wanted to talk about the turbo and some key facts or important dates. This wasn't actually very hard to research, to be honest with you. It wasn't? No, I gave it the old college try, like <laughs> procrastinated the F out of it because I forgot. We'll see at the end of the segment yes. how, how well this yes. presentation goes. Not Well, <laughs> we are a marine level bullshitters. So you and I from our job, from the mutual job that we oh, you just yeah, left. Oh, yeah, dude. That's my most polished knife. <laughs> <laughs> they call me dagger in, yeah, that, yeah. in that segment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So with that said, the turbocharger. Would you think that the turbocharger, um, as far as it being featured in a production consumer vehicle, would be what um, 
country of origin would you think would have started the turbocharger in their cars uh, or first put a turbocharger in their car ever I'm it's, I'm it's probably a biased answer but I'm going to say like German okay so obviously well you can imagine or you maybe you don't imagine you're wrong really it was american oh really so we not being american car enthusiasts Probably that's why we're not knowledgeable in the space. Definitely right. why we're not knowledgeable in the space. Yeah. And this car is probably at the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit. Okay. Although it is a, it is a General Motors car. So okay. it, it's actually the first car to ever be featured with a turbo, um, turbo um, component in it was an Oldsmobile Cutlass. Uh, no, sorry. Oldsmobile... Yeah, F eighty five Cutlass at the same year. Yes, Oldsmobile was the first brand. What year? Nineteen sixty two. Oh, so it was late already. Mm -hmm. But it, what's interesting about it is at that in that era, um, V eights were prevalent. Yes, gas was cheap and yeah. plentiful. Right. So instead of going with a bigger block, they realized obviously that there was an opportunity with this turbocharging technology, and naturally. It came from aerospace. Right. So the first uh, the the brand that GM collaborated with to get a turbo that was of a small enough size to fit with an engine for right. a car was Garrett. Oh, really? So, yeah, they were uh, building turbo uh, turbos for jets. So Garrett started in the aerospace. Side. Yes. Yes. Oh, and moved okay. into automotive. And that's their automotive segment. Damn, I didn't realize Garrett was around for mm -hmm. this long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it. Um, Obviously, naturally, it being its first attempt from anybody to put a turbo into a car, they had issues with uh, cooling, right? Yeah, it makes sense. And so they e actually... Even now. Cars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One could definitely argue, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they had to put in like a one-to-one -one mixture of water and methanol to keep the engine cool. Oh, wow. Yes. They already yes. understood methanol probably from aerospace. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. It was called turbo rocket fluid okay and they have it dropped right i got in the some cylinders. turbo rocket fluid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in 1973 a brand that is near and dear to your heart which i was not aware of yeah bmw yeah released the next car to have a turbocharger in it the bmw 2002 turbo oh so that was the second car yes OEM car. Yes, second OEM car from what I'd read. Right. Yeah, you know, like you'd have to really go through a lot of history, I'm sure. To, yeah, yeah, If yeah. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But yeah. that's what I saw on the article. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm CYAing over <laughs> here. Yes. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knife, uh, lethal bullshitter. Interesting. I am and, and I feel like the timing for Oldsmobile was pretty good because mm -hmm. the 70s oil crisis. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so did that help kind of move turboing forward? Absolutely. You caught it right on the head, actually. Yeah. Um, skimming through my notes. After the 1973 edition, um, it only lasted for one year. I'm sure there's a lot of issues. It suffered, the 2002 itself suffered from brutal turbo lag and bad fuel consumption. Right. They probably just couldn't get the balance of air, fuel, heat, and cooling yeah, yeah, yeah. down perfectly. So it only lasted for one year. 
Damn. So that is a rare That's car. That's weird that they didn't continue that in that engineering, right? To refine it and mm, maybe develop it was, a better system. It was costly enough. Yeah. And with V8s and well, to your point, the gas crisis, which was a critical piece, um, it must have been just hard to shift from V8s and big engines to well, at least for the Americans, right, right, to this new technology to add to you know more R and D, more cost, more engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of resources, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So in 1981, Maserati was the first car or brand to put a uh, two turbochargers together, and they're the ones that invented the term bi-turbo. Oh, really? Yes. If you would have asked me like a trivia, who invest who invented bi-turbo, mm-hmm. I would have said Mercedes. Yes, yes. So they're the ones that invented it. They Maserati. Invented Maserati. But bi-turbo. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I was uh, my eyes crossed a little bit here. So prior to the Maserati though, in 1974 the next turbo car came to life and that was the Porsche 911 Turbo. Okay, so and Germans at, again. At that time, it was the fastest production car in the world. Okay, but they so they figured it out. Yes, the Germans really pushed it forward. Yeah, well, Porsche or Europe specifically. Yes, yes, they yeah, because I mm-hmm. mean, um, Americans did it; they failed. Yes, they were the first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. Then uh, BMW Germans, yes, did it and failed. Yes, but Porsche. With the 964, the infamous air-cooled turbo yeah, Porsche. Yeah, they got it. They got it. They lived with it. They continued the technology to what we see today. Yeah. Right? Even in a very, like, in the 90s, the NA era of cars almost. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. After the big JDM twin-turbo era. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything, was, uh, everything was NA, but Porsche kept with it. So then Maserati said, I'm putting two. They put two in. It's a surprise Maserati mm-hmm. isn't a bigger brand. Yeah. Maybe it's big in like Europe. Here I, I feel like it's like the black sheep of the luxury. It's like the Alfa Romeo of luxury, of high-end luxury. Of high-end, yeah. 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 Yes. Big time. Including the like reputation of being poorly made. Yes, to yeah. add to it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's performance behind them a little bit, yeah. but it's just they, they just can't get it together. They don't have the reputation. I don't think, you know, like with a lot of these brands, like you develop an interest, right? Like the even the Alfa Romeo, like Julia, whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked at it for a little while like, ooh, you know, that looks nice. Yeah. Maserati, I think, has the record in my brain for mm-hmm. like lowest point, lowest days of interest. <laughs> <laughs> you know if like, any really yeah the like, gran turismo was kind of cool that's what i mean like i saw the gran turismo i heard it i was like oh that's cool yeah and the next day i look it up no a little more kind of get eh. over it yeah yes. you know it was kind of like that and i only thought it was cool because it, it was in the show entourage on hbo oh that show yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. what a bro <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, i am a big bro of the 90s indeed yes what a bro yeah and but so, anyway so they do buy turbo they do buy turbo and the last point i have in here is um in 1986, that was the era where the twin turbo. Wait, sorry. Oh, in 1986, Porsche um, realized and engineered the first sequential turbo to help deal with turbo lag. Okay, so yes. like sequential so twin turbo them in line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I've never driven. Have you ever driven a sequential twin turbo? Mm, or well, I think I. 
Or is the 335i I think yeah. Sequential? So I th- I think anything I think most twin turbos after that mm-hmm. are sequential. Yeah, because they figured it out. But yeah. the 90s versions suck. Like the Supras. Yeah, twin yeah. turbo. Yeah, it was just like peak torque and then a lull and then a like a boost at the. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's the the journey of the turbo. That, I mean, obviously to today, I mean it's so prevalent now after a long what. Like I said, decade or two of mostly NA. There weren't a lot of four-cylinder turbos in the early 2000s yeah. or late 90s. I mean, at this time, right, it was more of a quest. Was it more of a quest for power or was it a quest for Probably, fuel economy? Was it a quest for... I would guess be it being European, it is the small engine, fuel economy, but big power or good power. Right, right. But because of the kick... That it gives you that was hard to control without um, uh, centrifuge. What, what is it where they have the different um, in the exhaust uh, manifold? There's like a different order at which it blows into the vor- not. I can't think of the uh, t- turbo technology right now that makes it so it's a more linear power curve <laughs> rather than like a, a cr- crazy boost. At the yeah. end. Sorry, sorry. To this get is off. the most well researched. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, no, no that was yeah. that wasn't originally part of the topic, yeah, but yeah. it's just amazing, I guess is what I'll say that they figured out how to get rid of turbo lag. Altogether. Yeah, I mean it, it took a really long time and because it, it started in the 60s, essentially the first time yes. it was done. Mm-hmm. But I mean that was so the Oldsmobile Cutlass, that car was sold. Mm-hmm. It was sold to consumers. To consumers. Again, first okay. consumer vehicle. So every car on your list was sold to consumers. Yes, absolutely. So they were the first ones. It's interesting that GM doesn't have a better reputation for turboing cars. Similar to, yeah. They maybe. were they deep dove into like the V8. Yes. Yeah. They went all in on the V8 and abandoned ship on um, turbos. Similar to EV with the EV1, right? They had a consumer yeah. product. Abandoned ship because V8s were doing well. Who Cash would you say cheap. is the leading OEM in turbos? Today? Yeah. Who would I say? Yeah. Um, in terms, is there a, um, a category for why, or you're just saying just overall, like... Reliability, power. Reliability, power, and, like, enough product line to make everybody happy? Yeah. Yeah. I might go Porsche. I think so too. <laughs> I, I have so to. Too. I have to say, like, although yes. BMW's not that far behind with the new B fifty eight, even the N fifty four. Okay. The N fifty five, I'm gonna forgive them on. Uh huh. But the N fifty four. What era was the N fifty four? Two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah, to two thousand thirteen. No, even before that, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. Um. So like but the then one now series. the B fifty eight, the super engine. Yes. You know, that yeah. is an incredible feat of technology mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like BMW is close behind, but I still give it to Porsche on the edge. Yeah. yeah. You know. Because you can get it in a Macan, you can get it in a Cayenne. And even the Cayman the the four cylinder turbo one, mm-hmm. that is faster than the Supra. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? At zero to sixty is faster than the Supra. What five point what or three point something? Uh no. Two point something. I think. Really? I think it's an under threes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So. So they've you know they figured it out and they've known for a really long time. So it looks like they've built on that technology. Mm-hmm. That's where Oldsmobile could have been. Yes. Instead of gone. Now <laughs> they have turbo electric. Tur- no. 
Do they? No, Porsche. Remember, no, remember they they call the Taycan. Oh yeah, a, they have a turbo yeah, trim. Yeah, turbo turbo. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> yes, that was really yes, annoying. Yes, but I'll forgive them for it. Yeah, because you know? they have the best turbos. Yeah, as far as a consumer perspective. That's interesting. I didn't. I ha- I would have never guessed that the Americans introduced the consumers mm-hmm. to the first turbo car. We are the land of ingenuity. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yes. Didn't take it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We're also fat and lazy. <laughs> we did it already. Yes, All right, let's yeah, move on yeah. To something else. Gas is plentiful. Who cares? Yeah, because I would have That's expected ama- that the, what I would have expected to happen is for them to de- continue to develop this through the '60s. Yes, they encounter the oil crisis, mm-hmm. right? And at that point, they're like, "Oh, we have technology." Yes, that can help defeat this. Yes, but instead they just went all in on V8. Yep, and they ate shit for it. I mean, what cars? I don't even know American car history that well, but yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's 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 mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we have the um, we have Garrett and Oldsmobile to thank for turboing. Absolutely. And I'm still Team NA. Are you are you Team Boost? Oh no, dude. When I was driving this car, the S2000 last night from just Taco Bell and I was like man just the feel of of that NA I I've had a turbo car yeah yeah um the the long revving you can't beat that whereas the turbo yeah, like it's a different experience it is it really but really there were, is. we also own we also I guess we got to state that we don't own turbo cars currently we don't yeah um but uh, yeah I guess the type of driving we do mhm Mm-hmm. is na driving yes right yes i want reliable consistent track time correct turbos means heat problems mm-hmm. so kind of got to remove that yes but i will say that i do miss some of that low-end torque i i'm sure that the 335 yes. gave mm-hmm. me for a little mm-hmm. while yep you know, it's a little different experience with the E92 M3 versus the E92 335i. Yes. Uh, in that turbo side of things. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll get back into one. <laughs> well, you're not selling the M anymore, right? No, so. de- no, I'm not. I'm not. I got a, I don't know what would you, what you would call it, but. Just working, just working on, you know, cleaning up the bumper and just spending a little money. I mm-hmm. was like. Why? Why would I sell this? Even with gas prices, which we Even didn't. Even with gas, pr- gas <laughs> prices, gas prices. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm gonna admit, and I, and I hate talking about the gas prices because everyone is bitching about the same thing. Yes. You know, and no one knows what really what really is happening. Yes. Um, but I, I am driving my cars less. Yes. My truck is still on four dollars and change gas okay yeah because i don't drive it yes i do i am fortunate and very grateful that i get to work from home mm-hmm. so i don't need to drive but the gas the grocery but, store is just like half a mile from your oh, house Oh yeah that too and mm. the cover of the e92 it will not come off as a result because oh, i need to okay. save for track time yeah a full weekend at mm-hmm. the track mm-hmm. right maybe three tanks Wow. Right? Okay. That's 15 gallons. Three full tanks. So that's 45 gallons for a weekend, not including the gas in my truck to get there. Yes. Right? Yes. So 45 gallons of gas prior to this huge spike, 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, 300 Yes. That's a $100 difference, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's massive. So 
I am saving money now that I bought a trailer mm-hmm. because a lighter one at that too. A lighter to one, so you. it'll help me with gas. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not spending money on a U-Haul, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Although I did invest money in buying the trailer, I will, if I do decide to, I can sell it for what I bought it for. Yes. So I'm fine. But all the money that I'm saving is now going to gas. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I picked the worst hobby for this time. <laughs> yeah, it ain't golf. We uh, yeah. can still play without gas oh, prices no, being crazy. Dude, no. Yes. You're, it's, the, it's, the only, I, it's really the only thing I thought of. Because street driving, I don't look at gas prices. I kind of don't either. Yeah. Because we hardly, like, what are you we, don't, do? we don't drive to work. Even when I did, I didn't. Yes. What am I going to do? Not go to work? That's also true. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's just kind of something. It's what I had to so I didn't really look. I just filled up my tank. Yep. But now it's gotten to numbers that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of nuts. It is. Yeah. So shout out to California for wanting to put a tax on the oil people. To Is that what they're trying to do? Yeah. They're trying to put a tax on them that is that basically is negatively correlated with raising of prices oh, okay interesting yeah so okay. then the more they raise their price the more they get taxed i so see so then they're incentivized to reduce oh, okay that's yeah well that would be nice yeah for sure if it actually is effective yeah because that's this is all it is it's a cartel yes it's opec raising yes. money because they yes. can yep. you know yep it's not a, i mean there's also the issue of now there's no more russian oil correct off right? the market so, yeah. yeah off the market so now Everyone who was buying Russian oil is buying all the other oil. Yeah, that therefore w- raising the price of that oil. Correct. So lower supply, essentially. Lower supply, and that's what that's is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is yeah, this is stupid though, man. Six dollars <sighs> a gallon. Six dollars in California as of today. And did you notice it as it was going up? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't like, notice it. Like oh I, yeah. Like all of a sudden, I see the news, and it's like, oh, gas in California is at five fifty a gallon. I'm mm-hmm. like. I'm, is this a show that I'm looking at? <laughs> because we work from home, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not looking at this so frequently. Beverly Hills was seven bucks a day or two ago, Damn. as per our friend that drives there. Yeah. Wow. Seven a gallon. Yeah, I'm lucky that I'm in like Riverside, mm-hmm. where gas tends to be cheaper as you go further east. Yes. You know, in Eastvale, gas is probably still a dollar a gallon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you know, but damn, yeah, man, it's a, it's a struggle, man. I feel for. People that, for people that it's their livelihood, it's their livelihood, like truck drivers mm-hmm. and stuff like that, or people that don't necessarily have, you know, they're starting off in like lower wage jobs. Yeah. Cause right. if this gets any worse, it won't be worth it for them to even drive to work anymore. You I know? was thinking about that you a know? lot. Yeah. But things... now we're getting into real world politics. Stuff. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. So maybe we should <laughs> but, end yeah. on that. Well, note. we should end on that note and talk yes. about this off uh, off the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. But that is our episode. And how do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. It's free. Also, subscribe on YouTube. That really helps us out if you support the show. If you want to send us any complaints, any well wishes, any notes of any kind, info at 91octane.com. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And also, as I said it before the episode, we are proudly supported by our own coffee brand, Carrera. Oh, Cafe Carrera that you can find at Carrera.cafe and use the code BIGWILLOW for 10% off your entire order, no matter how big or how small. Any last, last words, Randy? Shout out to Cafe Carrera for sponsoring our podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Cafe Carrera for sponsoring our podcast, our race dreams, the gasoline that's going to go into the car. Yes. And also my coffee habit. There you morning. go. Yeah. Excellent. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night.